0: What's up everybody, welcome back to Actual Life Podcast, Chris here, and hope you all are hanging in there, keeping your head up in these turbulent times, remembering to see the sky, the trees, the ground, the world around, and see the beauty as it is prior to interpretation sense into the wonder of being, a cosmic being, cast amidst the infinite. Always remember to wonder, remember what it is like to be human. I hope you're remembering to take deep breaths in, deep breaths out let the way of the world out in those exhalations especially in these troubling times remember to breathe breathe deep into the stomach let the anxieties the concerns the worries the resentments expectations hang-ups Let it all go for a moment. Allow the body to reset. We're trying to block all this out, you know. We're not letting it come to surface so we can deal with what it is as a species that we are facing right now at this point in history. Because I'm sure you sense as I the increasing destabilization, particularly among, amidst the coronavirus event, massive job loss, increasing division that seems intent on ramping itself up. All of this adds to an uncertain future something I would be remiss to pretend doesn't exist in these times. So here we are. We have the double-edged sword of rapid change, which expresses technologically at exponential rates, ever increasingly advancing rates. Though we are in jeopardy of destroying ourselves in this living planet as well, with the power of the nuclear weapons we've created so you know it seems we have have to have no choice but to do everything we can to find a more efficient reasonable way to work and grow together we may now have the technological aptitude to allow for systems by the creation of systems that we would have never imagined possible. We can see how on every front something big is happening in our world. It seems scary, but we are perhaps on the cusp of becoming truly cosmic beings if we can just hold on. I had the thought while chatting with a friend recently, It's almost like we have to earn our way into becoming a genuine space faring species. It's like all that humanity faces right now at this point in history is the ultimate test of our potential. That's to say, if we can become responsible enough to earn our way off this planet, to earn, gain, grow to the level of honor uh, to explore new places and potentially even encounter new beings uh, we must first become greater stewards ourselves learn to harness these powers for the greater good of one and all and united in these common endeavors that supersede or that transcend our tribal instincts perhaps we can Find that center to rally around together. So you know, I feel you. We're all captured into a new world that came without our choice, and it came fast. And suddenly, we were all at home under quarantine, and. Everybody was on their phones, and we all started to communicate like more and more like, you know, kind of the sadder, more unfortunate aspects of Twitter and YouTube. And we started to throw these derogatory terms back and forth, you know, across the political divide and every divide, even within Groups themselves. Everything seems to be fragmenting, dividing, fracturing, and our trust in systems that we all used to rally around are degrading. So, you know, there is a lot of added tension and anxiety and apprehension, and it's showing up in our communication. And that's that's very unfortunate it's very sad to me because I think that we have we have to be the change we wish to see for any lasting change to be conceivable Um, we can have a revolution tomorrow morning but if we aren't on the level of responsibility it takes to together self-manage a system of self-governance then we are going to have corruption, no matter how we build it. No matter how many times we reinvent this wheel. Until we are doing that soul-searching, and we are as self-aware as we are socially conscious. As I heard in a recent interview on Rebel Wisdom with, uh, with a woman named Aishat, I can't remember her last name. It's a great episode. If you look up Rebel Wisdom, you can check it out. Uh, I thought that was a great point. She was talking about the dangers of woke ideology and the idea that just the term itself, uh, identifying oneself as, as woke, as already knowing this. She noticed anti-curiosity showing up in uh, some people that have particularly taken to the ideology, such that they, rather than using a term such as awakening, like an ongoing process where we're always open to learning and and, uh, we're willing to be challenged and if if we find out that something that we were believing in is wrong, we're always interested in hoping and willing to upgrade because we ultimately want to know what is true because we're looking for compromise. That would be more of an awakening uh, mindset And a woke mindset uh, can often turn to one that is very closed. And uh, there seems to be a lot of resentment that's playing out, understandably so. We do have a very corrupted system on both sides, I believe. And I know we can do better as a people, but we are losing our moral guidestones. And we're going to have to put some pieces back together and re-realize some deep lessons as a planet. (laughs) it's crazy but we do have the capacity to do that now thankfully and I will argue argue for saving the human species at all costs while also becoming better stewards of this planet because we are the only ones that can stop the next asteroid so if we really do love life on this planet and we really are ready to take the responsibility to be the great stewards we can be I hope that we can find within ourselves to become that change that we wish to see and bring this this vision into realization and you know we're not going to achieve perfect utopias but we can do even marginally better and we should be trying our hearts out right now when it matters most because the country is increasingly divided and every bit of That energy that we add to that is just adding to that royal loom pot. We gotta start simmering this thing down and fast. Are we gonna be responsible for where our species is at? And are we gonna start leading it in the direction that we want it to go? Or are we just gonna let it go wherever it's going on its own? Because it's not looking good the way it's going. And there's not enough of us standing up courageously, willing to risk our uh, sense of well-being to take a chance to stand together for something greater than ourselves, something that we can all rally around. And we have to do it now while we still can because those trenches are getting deep and those divides are ever widening. And we gotta start filling it back up. So that's gonna take us active movement on all our parts because hope truly is an action. It's a verb. It's something that is done. It's something that is created. Peace is not merely the distant goal, it's the way to achieve, to reach that goal. So here we are. I'm speaking to this idea of the tension, the anxiety, the apprehension for the future that we're all experiencing right now on this global level. uh, Growing divisions, rise of new extremes in the left and the right, and uh, coming global depression, not to mention the CPC, which is uh, referring to the Communist Party of China, the uh, disturbingly nihilistic Maoist intent of that ruling party, breathing down the rest of the free world's necks right now. What is the world doing? What are we doing for Hong Kong? What are we doing for Tibet? What are we doing for India right now, which China's been fronting on for several months, uh, not to mention the uh, Uyghur, Muslims, oh my God, you know, for I don't know how long, a decade, several years, the world has been largely silent. News media has been largely silent on mass incarceration of people due to their ethnicity and their belief, their belief system, their religion. Uh, They're being put into concentration camps and God knows how many millions have been tortured, mistreated. Uh, certainly thousands upon thousands and uh, currently these people are the most surveilled people on the planet they have na- like these nanny apps on their phones that they have to have and they monitor everything that you do and if you cite any scripture then which is forbidden by the communist party of China then <laughs> you, uh, you get to go to the camp I guess and uh, you know, we have footage of these camps. Um, it's, it's pretty horrifying. You can see, you know, thousands of people lined up with their heads shaved and blindfolds on, kneeling down, and then uh, these soldiers uh, g- getting them onto train cars to go to camp. And we hear about actual organ harvesting and all kinds of atrocities occurring, uh, as well as uh, uh, they're making them infertile so they're literally, literally trying to wipe these people out and you know this is like when the world was silent prior to World War II and you know we just we got bigger fish to fry it's, it's not a fight we're looking for but China is coming up uh, multinational corporations around the world have been recognizing that China is aiming to be the top economy within four years the the ideology the very nihilistic ideology that right now just blew up a church in china that was uh, sending their uh, military into churches all over christian churches in china uh, and telling the christian chinese to smash their crosses and pictures of jesus and put up pictures of mao or the current president instead and Again, you know, we accept all religions And while we're imperfect and not everybody here is an angel, certainly, and we're all still evolving. We're doing a lot better than we think. Just trying to look at things clearly and see us as this one thing that's just trying to figure itself out. You know, we're this aspect of the universe that has become self-conscious, self-reflective. And we're looking back now ourselves as we try and study where we came from and who we are and that practice can be ongoing within each one of us we can sense right into this very moment the mystery of being of existence itself it's right here it's ever available instead of reading about it all the time which can be useful there are useful pointers but what are all these great teachings pointing at for those of us who are searching for Truth with a capital T? My hope with this podcast is that we share in the practice of self-inquiry the work of transcending one's psychological sense of self to reveal the true authentic dharma of our life the actual lie the ever-present nature of awareness that stands bright through all life and seeks to shine unrestricted through you for one and all as well this is a courageous first step to let go the grasping for control over life activity of mind long enough to experience genuine presence which is genuine meditation being as this once you experience it grok it feel it sense it know it experientially once you have tasted it sense that most familiar sense of existence itself as it is beyond any explanation just to sense the very essence of the pure sensation of being itself existence without mind's description without the self-commentary without the mental ongoing conversation without remarking on it, without judging it. Notice the mind's judgments of it. Instead, be the awareness, the clear awareness that is here prior to interpretation, to opinion. You can see opinions appear in your awareness. You are aware of your opinions. Who is aware? Who is the aware without a description? What is awareness like? sense into it, get to know it, deeper, deep for the first time. Whatever thoughts arise, we let come and go, notice them, but relaxing the grasp. We can even notice the urge to follow a thought, and notice when we get caught in a thought. What is this thing called awareness? Have you ever studied it for yourself directly like this without breaking it down into some scientific term or some metaphysical uh, explanation, but actually just the actual very experience of it that's available right now? Have you ever sensed into it curiously? With the sense of wonder, like when you were a kid and you really tried to figure this out or think about it for the first time. Do you remember doing that? I think we all did it at some point. We asked questions. We got explanations. But since then, to this, with that natural innate sense of wonder we had when we were young. Now... for how the cosmos, or God, or whatever you prefer, to call the source of this experience, this thing we call universe, wonder what a great mystery it is that there is this thing called life. With that kind of intention, Experience, experience itself. Whenever thoughts arise, you step back into awareness. No problem, it's okay. Whatever happens, whatever distractions arise, let them be whatever they are without naming them. What is this sense of self this strange phenomenon we call awareness what does it feel like just the sense of now of presence in this moment not for an answer but to really get to know it for the first time, just be in it. Let it stretch itself out. Don't get attached to it. Even if it's split seconds, where you're like, "Oh, there's there's this familiar feeling of now that I forgot was there." Yeah, that is nice. It is a nice feeling. It's a really nice feeling, actually. You know, when people first start meditating, they notice oftentimes after twenty minutes. Or so it starts to feel good but you got to get to that point uh, this is a way to just go right into it naturally and be right in it immediately with a deep breath into the stomach <sighs> how interesting it is to be a breathing being and this symbiotic relationship with these things that we call trees that vein out and reach out to the sky are so much as they are above, below, veining out, and drawing nutrients from the soil just, soil just as they draw light from the Sun and put it a energy and they breathe out what we breathe in and we breathe out what they breathe in. Notice that the sense of now presence, notice how they are synonymous with this feeling of self, this feeling of being, the feeling of what we're pointing to when we say I, when we say I am this or I am that, notice how the sense of I is the same as the sense of now. And I mean now without a description, I just mean the direct sense of it, the experience of it. As it is, coming into the senses directly, just aliveness. Everything occurs within the field of this awareness. And this awareness has no problems with anything. Anything can appear in it and our brains, our bodies, ourselves, our minds might react but the awareness is never bothered, never damaged. It's just aware. And it's called the unborn because it's in a constant state of of just like pure potential. How cool it is that we are a stardust that has come to life, that is self-reflective and self-aware. Perhaps some glimpse of cosmic perspective has been achieved. We've zoomed out from ethnocentric to nation-centric to global to cosmic, and now we look again at our great human story. So much has happened these past few months, these several years since I've been alive. I wonder now, for how many does it seem safe to consider that by and large our trust in the old prevailing systems of authority be they government representatives in congress the executive judiciary systems of law be they the the uh, traditional media channels you know education system religious practice even membership in clubs and states seems to be going through increasing disintegration I've spoken a little bit on this before when I've brought up John Verveke's Awakening from the Meaning Crisis Lectures, which I again will implore you guys to check out if you are feeling lost in any way and seeking some understanding and some solution that we can offer in these times. I do believe that there is a solution and I believe it's in every single one of us. And If enough of us can awaken to a level you know, they say 3.5% for a revolution to be successful. Perhaps we can create a positive counter countertide to the increasing division and rising anger amongst the varying warring tribes before things really go haywire. We must have faith in ourselves and trust in love, the highest truth we've all ever discovered. The one thing that we all appreciate the most the one thing we all love the most love itself so here we are deep deep breath and a step back so we have lost trust in systems that took us you know what 300,000 years to, to build and come to which while still, certainly imperfect, we as good as what we could come up with until now. And advancements in technological capacity may yet help us surf the coming tide, surf this wave that is building, but it will be close and we will have to all pull together so much as we are able, so many of us, as we can awaken to this greatest co-creative project humanity has ever taken part in. We do have the bandwidth, the computational power, the memory storage capacity for tracking and optimizing our use of resources around the world now. Perhaps we can be greater stewards in symbiotic relationship with our host planet and all live in greater bounty if we change our orientation to each other and this planet and We realize the actual unity, the interconnection that is actuality. We are one thing, with many, many faces, and many, many names, and many eyes, and many ears, and many leaves, many ways of living and being. But we are this one thing. We fractionate ourselves and our minds, and it's useful. To understand yourself apart from the chair or a hen or whatever but it's also beautiful when you realize that you are actually one and the same with everything at the most essential level that is beyond something that we can intellectually understand i mean that the there's a capacity within us to experience a sense of oneness and communion with everything And the sense of it is, it feels synonymous with the sense of self that runs through us. You realize it runs through everything. And what is that? And your awareness of your own egoic identity, your personality traits that you have taken on. Who is it that has taken these on? Who is it that has the personality that is aware of it? What is this awareness? Explore it to feel it for yourself, sense into it, get to know it. Get to know it as your true self. And suddenly, you and the mind are in partnership, and the mind's <laughs> crazy chatter and worries and constant. Uh, just irrationality is no longer the master. Now, your pure awareness, guided by a center that feels heartful and natural and loving and easy and considerate and unconditional, as awareness itself as a clear mirror, is still pond. Is it. a perfect reflection of everything that happens. So are we and the world is a reflection of us. So yes, we have the bandwidth, the computational power. We may be greater stewards in symbiotic relationship with our host planet, and all live in greater bounty. We can develop AI systems that can manage most of the farming and even distribution of food resources. We certainly need to spread out and start developing self-sufficient communities Uh, that aren't so disastrous as cities are in so many ways, we're now realizing how easily, uh, how fragile these very complex systems are that are required to keep a city up and running. And cities are useful because you can amass so many people in one place and they can work together so fast that you get this ever-increasing technological explosion. You know, you get so much inventiveness and innovation in one place. And it just builds upon itself, growing uh, new ideas and projects into, uh, thin, you know, very large things very rapidly. So we got to, you know, well, now we have the capacity because we do have the bandwidth, the computational power, and ability to do this uh, remotely, mobily from anywhere that we can probably spread ourselves out and develop a better sort of way of approaching civilization and civilization being built on the backs of cities we can develop maybe stronger pillars and more of them that aren't so jam-packed with so many people <laughs> that you have to, you know, increase everything to make it work, right? Because you have increased disease, increased crime, so you have to have ever creative ways of policing and allowing for medical services and uh, managing of water and all the distribution it takes. And you can barely grow anything in the city, so everything's gotta be shipped in and yeah, they're they're just a mess. It's, we're pushing too many people into small places, and they're just these things that spew out a lot more pollution than the earth can easily handle and that confined space. So we end up really marring the landscape. And we can do something much more symbiotic, and it'd still be, you know, very exciting and fun. And there's don't have to be so many tens of thousands of people piled so directly on top of each other. We're going to have to get creative very quick, and we're going to have to work together and find these unifying visions that we can build on together. So, what I'm talking about there is the idea of the Civium, which Jordan Hall has introduced. Check him out, he's on YouTube, he's on Medium as well. His work is brilliant. Alright, so yeah, you can look up his series on the Sivium. Uh, he has these deprogramming series. Siviam in particular is really exciting right now, and he's been uh, unfolding that recently and it's continuing in an ongoing series. Uh, John Vervaic is awakening from the meaning crisis, again, uh, all of these things are uh, amazing for understanding where we're at, how we got here, and what we can do to channel this into a better direction than it seems that we're headed. Uh, we do have many concurrent challenges that we have to face now, and it's going to take the very best of us. but. You know, we have the potential. We're so amazed at skirting the precipice. And I think I make that argument later here in my notes anyway, so we'll get to that. We've always had to make our environment safe to survive. And I know all this sounds like science fiction, um, but that is where we may consciously steer ourselves if we so will it. And act upon it as though the hope for the future depends on it. Instead of working solely in closed circles, now we have to learn to work together with eight billion other minds. We're not so different as we think when it gets down to the root. I know it's been hard. I know. I don't. I really don't know how it's been for you. I imagine we're all at least doubly aware of the growing destabilization of systems and structures around us. So I am trying to talk directly to this this thing that we keep trying to push down in our psyche because we all don't want to see it because the future being so uncertain is something we've never had to experience on this level. And it's happening over a prolonged period and it's happening to everybody at once. We're all confined and we're all communicating in a new way where we're not seeing each other's faces and talking like we would face to face having the opportunity to feel each other and hear each other's tonality body language and all of that is unavailable when we're just texting back and forth online and arguing and automatically hating somebody because their opinion doesn't line up with ours it seems to be an ever increasing issue (sighs) so I wish to put forth now the invitation once again into the mystery of this moment May we awake back into the mystery, awaken back into the great mystery of life itself. Are we nouns? Are we just objects, just humans? Or are we beings? Are we more like verbs, the unfolding of evolution, of a mysterious property of nature that is fundamental to how the universe exists? Emergence. I shared a video with Daniel Schmottenberger or Schmach Jim Burger, on Extra actual Podcast Facebook page recently, and I highly recommend you to check it out. You might have to scroll down to get to that one. But that's a video with Daniel Schmottenberger speaking on Emergence. There is so much occurring now on so many fronts, and due to the impact of the coronavirus event the structures that exist to keep us together at the level that we have at least been able to keep it. Everything's been stretched to its limits and Daniel gets into this. So when I speak of structures, I speak of cities, and this is where I can speak a little bit more about Jordan Hall. Jordan Hall and Daniel. Daniel actually do some work together. So cities, we can think of as support structures for civilization as we know it. Hall outlines a new approach to building civilizations that humans may undertake. So I'll share a link for uh, the Civium series in the episode description. So check that out if you guys are interested in uh, learning more. The idea is, if cities are indeed the basis and support structures for our civilizations, as Jordan Hall describes, then the crash we face is as real as Rome. It will not be pretty, and there's nothing better to put in its place, no new system to put in place that we can all agree on as of yet. But there's grave challenges to our existing systems, uh, some of which may, in fact, be more useful than we realize, actually better formed than we realize, more self-correcting than we realize. So we may now pull together whatever sense, energy, courage, and creativity that we have left and recognize there's something greater than ourselves that we can all work toward, this project of unification. These systems that keep us from fighting in the streets over scraps of food and a dying economy do need to be restructured. You'll find no disagreement here, but the fragmentation has got to stop. We can always do better, but we must compromise. The hatred The labeling, the insulting, the blind partisanship, the obsession with material gratification that haunts our culture and societies as well. Greed, corporatism, corrupting our market systems, seeking to remove every regulation that at least keeps some things in check that probably should be kept in check. This multinational corporatism that seeks to challenge our system of self-governance, all of it which both sides of the aisle can agree now are serious problems in our government. All of this must be seen for what it is. We gotta quit hacking at limbs. The tree is diseased because we have ceased nourishing its roots and we must discover from where those roots stem because we seem to have forgotten. Aren't we, each one of us, a seed within this great society, a cell within the whole, interlinked to many other parts with capacity for growing into higher levels of capacity. When we put our hearts and minds together, we increase capacity exponentially. Like ants, we are very, very much more powerful together than we are alone. We find that our unity and diversity is our greatest strength. That is what made America flourish, more so than anything else perhaps, though we begin with a very dark way, and in some very beautiful ways as well. We are not faultless human beings, but we do have some saving graces, and we do somehow actually do good things, but nobody's born perfect angels were long, a long way from that, but we are ever-improving, and we are so socially um, appreciable, kind, and we get along as perfect strangers. You know, you pack a bunch of us into a bus or a plane, and even when we don't know each other, we're not, like, at each other's throats, I mean, in worst-case scenarios. But this is a common everyday occurrence. People get on the subway every day, and they go somewhere. And they're around a bunch of strangers, and everyone's fine. But you put any other bunch of primates into a train car or anything enclosed, um, they're going to be at each other's throats within five minutes. And it's a testament to how actually socialized we are already. Are it's a strength for us. We're much stronger when we're working together, cooperating. We get to the moon, invent these smartphones, and spread this all open and available technology called the internet around the world with all of our amassed knowledge and information and ongoing creation immediately accessible now at high speeds and high definition for anybody that has access to a smartphone so how can we do everything better should be our constant consideration and finding ways to come together and clean the corruption out of the system by celebrating the better traits and better aspects of ourselves but also coming to know our shadow selves and understand what we're capable of as human beings personally because any one of us could have been some of the worst people it's amazing the excuses people make for violence our weapons are too great now for us to play these games and too many people's lives, innocent lives, in our own country and around the world depend on us pulling it together in this country. For the sake of those who come after us, I do pray. I speak to no one side, I speak to you, the individual, the most fundamental aspect of any society. We must look within and realize the truth of what we already are, this interconnected, wondrous whole you self-reflective living beings born out of this miraculous cosmos don't let them divide you don't let the greed of these elites turn you against one another this feels like a manufactured divide and how couldn't it be with so many powerful entities seeking to take power in the vacuum that would be left behind, seeking to challenge this system of self-governance that, while imperfect, leans towards freedom, and is self-correcting, allowing for our human failings, and thus continually self-checking and upgrading. Now it is being checked by the people for its corruption, which we all see from different angles, though we have lost faith, haven't we, in all the prevailing systems of authority we've lost faith in government lost faith in our major institutions the media are declining membership and activity in religious groups and institutions and so on and so forth all of this outlined in verveki's awakening from the meaning crisis lectures i've mentioned this is integral if you find any of this subject matter interesting i can't recommend verveki's work enough it's absolutely essential knowledge for all human beings alive today and i mean that most seriously and gravely if you are solution oriented and ready to start leveling up to the next level of challenge and the responsibility to engage with it this is it here we go we have lost our moral threat lost the kernels of what we all agreed upon at least some sense of the transcendence beyond us, calling for us to be better. While the cultures behind our world religions had the issues for their times, they found the same kernels we still know today as unequivocally, simply true. Life can be both tragic and beautiful, a baby's smile is like a miracle. A child's wonder, wonder in general, is here for all of us. We can feel it in the glow of our hearts that we fear its name all our lives, as much as all our lives we long for it, and of course I speak of love, we've lost our way so many times before as a species, we've enslaved one another, abused one another, every culture, in the earth that has graced us with life, we have abused her as well. We can no longer drink from the stream safely. And the ground itself is polluted with so much pesticide, devoid of nutrients. We've exhausted it, ruined it, haven't allowed it to re-enrich itself. But we have acted as though we have infinite resources when we have limited. We forgot that every part is essential and how to honor it. We've lost connection. Our sense of interconnection with everything around us we continue to dehumanize and mistreat one another we other one another we have separated ourselves and our minds with labels for each other based on the uniforms people wear the colors of their skin the ideas they hold the people they follow we have these inbuilt perceptions. We don't see the individual anymore. We've separated ourselves and our minds with the universe, with the earth, mm-hmm. with our fellow life. It's time to come back home. We must upgrade now. We have done this before. We have face shifted. We have survived great fall. That this will be the first time we saw a collapse coming and tried to build a life ship to sail safely through the storm, at least that we can reckon in, in modern times. But we got to get this right on the first pass. Fortunately, as Hall mentions in the second video of his series, we have eight billion minds who can work together on this, though we must act quickly however many thousands to millions it takes to help actuate changes we need to skirt this precipice we need everyone we can get